Hi guys, I'm Gabby Agustine and welcome to Off She Goes, a podcast that features conversations with Gen Z girls of color who are making bold moves and changing the world. I hope you're doing well and enjoying your day wherever you may be. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Sophia Wilson, a 19-year-old photographer and visual artist from New York City. She has worked with huge publications like Vogue, ID, and Nylon, and clients like Converse, Nike, Refinery29, and Emily Redakowski. Sophia is also the creator of Air Force Buns, which are customized Nike Air Force Ones with Swarovski crystals. Her designs have been worn by artists like Kalani and Kim Petras. Sophia is one of my favorite photographers. I've been following her for three years now, and she's always been an inspiration to me. She's honestly the coolest 19-year-old I know, so I'm so excited to chat with her today. In this episode, we will discuss her creative process as a photographer, what it's like growing up in New York City, how she has worked with prominent clients, her New York Fashion Week experience, and how she created Air Force Funds. I hope you enjoy this conversation, and let's get into it. Hi, Sophia. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Can you give our audience a little bit of background about yourself first? Yeah, so I'm 19 years old. I am a artist, but I mostly am a photographer. I do a bit of designing on the side. Um, I have a deal with Nike where I design shoes and run for them and stuff like that. And I'm also a student at NYU Tisch for photo. When did your interest in photography particularly begin? I really started taking photos when I was maybe 12. And I knew that I wanted to go all the way just because that's like a part of my personality. I was just like, I'm all in or I'm all out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, now that I'm like, since I live in New York City and I know that all the resources I need are right here. Why can't I try and make it as like this 12 year old fashion photographer, you know? Mm-hmm. So I grinded and figured yeah. out ways to uh, um, make a mark in the industry for myself. Did you gain like support or the sufficient resources to pursue photography? Yeah, I mean, I like, I wasn't born into a family that had anything to do with the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's a doctor, like it has nothing to do with, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. photography or anything at all. Um, but, you know, I kind of found my own sort of mentors and family within the photo and arts world and the fashion world. Um, and I did different internships and stuff like that. Um, so there were lots of people that really supported me from a very early age. Right. So that was really cool. When was your first professional photography experience and what was that like? I guess I don't really know what was my very first. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of first memories. Okay, one that's very early on is um, I remember I was in a tutor session when I was like 15. And um, I remember thinking the entire time, this is so boring. This is so boring. All I want to do right now is make some art, take some mm-hmm. photos. I want like to see my name in lights, like that type of thing, yeah. you know? And I was just like so hungry for it at that specific moment. I was like, okay, I've been doing this since I'm tw- I, I was 12. Like, mm-hmm. how can I like really make a mark in the industry for myself? And so um, in the middle of the tutor session, I like looked under the table and wrote an email to like the, um, the email on the Vice website, just like a random like email that they had under the contact section. And I was like, hey, my name is Sophia Wilson. I am a you know, 15-year-old professional photographer. I have all these ideas for your magazine. Um, I would love if you would consider this idea for Vice. Uh-huh. Thing. And next thing you know, the editor of Vice responded to me, uh-huh. being like, hey, Sophia, we love your work. We'd love to have you over for a meeting. 
and really spiraled and even though they didn't end up taking that specific pitch um they had hired me for something for ID Mm -hmm. where I got to um go around and interview and take photos of um, my friends who are creative in the city for an article for ID. So that was definitely like one of my very first like professional shoots or whatever. Yeah, that's such like a cool experience. I love that you just took the initiative and just, you know, send that email and just owned being a photographer. And that just like, yeah, brought like other experiences. That's really cool. Um, In three words, how would you describe like your photography? okay the first word is diverse yeah the second word is colorful and the third word is youthful okay I feel like I yeah I'm a huge fan of your photography work like I've been following you for like three years now and I can definitely say that those three words you said are like I can like feel that and I can see that in your photography so thank you so much and you primarily shoot in film and I'm wondering why is that like what do you think are the pros and cons of shooting film yeah well the thing is when I first started out shooting I didn't know how to use film at all like I'd never (laughs) taken any sort of like lessons or anything so I was just shooting on this digital Canon camera that I had gotten for my birthday and um like I loved the photos and at the time like those kinds of photos were really in so it mm-hmm. like it made a lot yeah. of sense for me but um as I started exploring more about like my own work and like my own like inspiration and muses I was like looking at other people's stories in all these magazines and I was like what's missing from like the tone and the quality and like there's just like the specific feeling in the photos of a lot of my idols work that I wasn't achieving for some reason even though I had all the resources I was mm-hmm. like why is this happening and then I did some research and then I was like maybe I should try using film maybe that's what the difference right. is so I started shooting on film and I actually like it like so much better I mean I think I just got sick of shooting digital honestly but yeah that was the main thing like nothing against digital like there you can do so much on digital but a lot of digital photos tend to look the same and then at yeah. the end of the day it's like why don't you just shoot this on an iPhone? Like, honestly, you don't get that same, like, tone and rawness. Right. And also, there's a lot more purpose in photos when you shoot on film because exactly. it's expensive and you only have a certain amount of photos per roll. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, if you only have, like, you know, 36 photos or, like, 12 photos or right. something per roll, those 12 photos have to be phenomenal, all of them. So you're not just, like, click, 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 mm-hmm. like, shooting down, like, holding down the button on, like, sports mode or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you get to, like, search through it's like you have to really think about in the moment your intent for every single shot and that ends up making at least for me my work like so much better definitely yeah I mean I've tried shooting a film mostly like point and shoot um and I've been trying to get into like actual manual me setting up like the ISO like shutter speed like actual manual like film camera um and I definitely agree with your point of um there's just this certain feel when you like shoot film and like I've become more intentional with the shots that I take because I know I only have like 30 36 like shots so I need to make sure that I'm getting it right and not wasting it and it's definitely like expensive to have it develop and like scan and all that so really got to be like intentional with your photos exactly Um, what or who are your like photography inspirations 
I mean, honestly, like if you had asked me like even a few months ago, I would have given you a list of names. But right now, I've just been finding a lot of really interesting work from just like random photographers that aren't that big off the internet. And those are like my biggest sources of inspiration right now in terms of photography, just Mm -hmm. like random little accounts or like, I don't know, like literally anything off of Google. I've also been really interested in... I don't know what it is at this point and like the specific point in my life you've caught me that I'm so interested in other art forms that aren't just photography. I mean, not even just in the sense that I want to like pursue other art forms, which I do, but I also like if I see a picture of like, I don't know, a sculpture on Instagram or something stupid, like a, I don't, I don't know, like, like a piece of gum on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. like any random thing or like a dress that I'm like, ooh, that'll inspire me in terms of my photography. I'll take the textures from that. I'll take the lighting right. from that. I'll take the colors from that. And like, I think that's something that's really overlooked when you're mm-hmm. looking at photos. Cause it's like, you don't only have to look at other photos for inspiration for your photos. You can look at random objects and take the textures and the tones and the lights from that yeah. and put it into your work. So I've been really trying to do that a lot. Yeah, no, I definitely relate to that as well not just I get a lot most of my like photography like inspirations especially when I started I always like relied on like Tumblr and like Instagram and like the you know checking the feed of my favorite photographers and stuff like that and gaining inspiration from that but I feel like over time as I'm growing as a photographer I get inspiration from like just everywhere and anywhere so yeah like it's amazing is there like a particular theme or message you're always trying to convey in your work Yeah, well, the number one thing nowadays is, like, representation for me, because, I mean, I'm a, I didn't say this earlier, but I'm a Black woman, so for me, it's really important to have, like, other women of color, like, girls of color, like, see themselves portrayed in the media in ways Mm -hmm. that, like, I didn't see growing up, um, so, yeah, casting is, like, a really big thing for me, because not even just that, but, like, any minority group that hasn't been, like, properly represented, like, literally any Mm -hmm. um I think is very important for me to include in my casting which is why I'm like very particular about who I shoot for what and especially if it's a bigger campaign I'm like okay I need to make the most of this because like I have like even if it's just like a shoot for like I don't know like Nike or something like you don't know where those photos could end up you don't know how many people end up seeing that like probably a lot like if I just chose a bunch of like like white thin models Um, who are like six feet tall and like blonde Mm -hmm. that's not going to really inspire or change anyone's life because there's been a billion of those on billboards yeah throughout time if I choose like disabled people and queer people and young women of color and stuff like that like that'll really inspire people that's really important to me yeah that's one of the things I love about your work is just the diversity and like I can see a lot of people from different backgrounds and like you know races and um sexual orientation in your work and it's just like really inspiring I'm like that's one of the things that I'm trying to do as well with my photography is to um create more representation and casting more women of color for sure uh can you walk us through your process of shooting a photograph or photo series from the idea to like the finished piece yeah so normally I guess the first step is either I come up with like some crazy idea that I want to pitch out to a magazine or just for myself but it's like if you want to budget and stuff right I guess I have to pitch it out um and then like obviously they say yes they give me budget whatever um I go around and I think about casting 
I choose like a really interesting group of people who are not necessarily all models but are all like good on camera mm-hmm. um I like to use a lot of people that I know in photographs because that really shows whereas if you're using just a bunch of like models from agencies even mm-hmm. if they look really interesting if you don't know any of them it yeah, can be yeah. hard to like show that sense of like intimacy that's like really important in my photos so I do a mixture for casting um if it's like a fashion editorial um I'll have a stylist who I like talk through ideas with you know I show Mm -hmm. them the read board um we come up with something hopefully genius and then yeah I mean we I you know get my film and equipment ready and whatever rent out a studio or go outside or whatever and then um we have the shoot day which should go as planned yeah and yeah I mean shooting isn't really like I don't plan out any of my photos or anything I'm just like normally it's like outdoors on set like a cool location that I've thought of or something like something like a park or something and then um I just see what's around me and what I can use maybe throw in some props stuff like that direct the models get my shots get my film take that to get developed and then I'm done love that do you get like your where do you get your stylist honestly off of Instagram now like since I've been like working for so many years in this industry well that's relative but you know what I mean like I've been working for a while I feel like I just have like a roster of stylists that I really love want to work with or that I know or that I'm just like mutuals with on Instagram who I know like if I slide into their DMs they'll be down how have you been staying creative or inspired during quarantine right now yeah I've been working on a bunch of stuff I mean Well, at the beginning of quarantine, I was honestly, like, really bummed. I'm living alone in my apartment, and so that kind of, like, drained a lot of life out of Mm -hmm. me for a second, and I was like, oh my god, and then I started to see on all of these, like, magazine websites, um, so many articles about, like, photographers and artists, like, working from their homes during quarantine, and that's when I was like, wait a second, like, these are really cool, but I could do something even better from my house. I was like, wait, I have so many resources. I have, like, all this film that's totally untouched. Mm -hmm. um I have all this space since I'm home alone um and so much time I was like wait why can't I just put together um some work or the least I can do is you know document my experience in quarantine so that's what I started to do so I wait when does this come out because I don't want to say something before uh it comes out Monday I'm planning this Monday (laughs) okay yeah so there's one thing I can't say okay I've done like a quarantine diary and photos um, mm-hmm. that's gonna come out on Tuesday so that was like my main thing that's like a um like all of the photos I've taken over quarantine like pretty much nobody has seen any of them so um yeah I sent them out to a few magazines and they're gonna be featured in a big one on Tuesday and then um I have some other photos gonna be featured in another big magazine next week from my quarantine and then um I I spoke to Days last week and did an article about just like pulling out some work from the archives of right. like other times. And like I spoke to them just about like how I'm dealing with quarantine and like memories of like happier days mm-hmm. that I want to be granted. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been brainstorming a lot. I have like notebooks and notebooks filled yeah. with just lists of ideas. So Same. that's honestly been really helpful because I'm just gonna like start pulling from those. Um, I'm trying to think if I've done anything else. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. One of the things that I've been uh, doing, like as a photographer, is the FaceTime photo shoot that's been like kind of going around 
right now, like out during lockdown. And it's just like one of the, I've shot like a few and that's just like a way for me to kind of stay creative and still like do photography in a sense. And like you said, like I've been journaling more and just like writing down ideas, like things I might want to accomplish during this time. Yeah, um, I forgot I'm supposed to do um, a FaceTime photo shoot for Teen Vogue next week. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so and excited to see. Yet. I haven't done a FaceTime photo shoot yet, so. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Like it's a little challenging at first, but once you like get the hang of it, it's like really fun. Um, yeah. And you're currently pursuing a BFA in photography at NYU. Uh, was pursuing photography in college like always your plan? No, it really wasn't. I mean, I knew I was going to go to college just because like the school that I grew up at, like it, like everyone right. goes to college. Like it's just a really important thing. And like my mom, um, I knew my mom thought it was like really important and everything. So that wasn't really a question in my mind. And I wanted to stay in the city for college so mm-hmm. that I could pursue my career while I'm also getting a degree, right. which is why I'm at NYU. Um, studying photography specifically at NYU wasn't, like, this big dream I always had. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. but I'm glad I'm here. And, yeah, I mean, it just made most sense for me to apply to the photo yeah. program at NYU. Like, it's, like, like what other program mm-hmm. would I apply to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, did you get support, though, for choosing that path? Yeah, totally. My family is so chill. Like, they're down for whatever I'm down for, for the most part. Like, as long as I'm happy and, oh, wow. like, smart. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're game. How has NYU helped you with your photography work? Well, okay, there are a lot of really great resources at NYU, like, in terms of, like, equipment. Right. And, like, yeah, in terms of just, like, equipment and studios and, like, lights and, like, different cameras you can try and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that's been really important and helpful. And, like, even, like, scanners for film. I'm, like, I would have, like, I, I don't know how else I would have scanned my film in the same mm-hmm. way that I do if I didn't have the NYU resources like that. So that's definitely been a help. I'm not? I don't know. Would you recommend going to art school or do you think it's essential for someone interested in, like, art or photography? Um, I would say it really depends on the person. Like, if you can, and I think you might as well, because there are a lot of people out there who can't afford to, and it's like, why not get another experience? And it's like, there's so many hours in the day that, like, I can almost guarantee that you can probably at least try to, like, juggle the two. Right. I mean, that's what I've been trying to do, and it's been okay. But I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that you absolutely need to go to art school in order to be a great artist. Like, that's so not true. Um, you can be an amazing artist without going to art school. So I think it's yeah. honestly, like, fine either way. Can you describe to us, like, your favorite photograph you've taken so far in your career? I don't know if I have one favorite. It keeps really? changing. Oh, I really like these photos I took of um, Emrata. You're right, right. I yeah. Saw one. And Kyer Gerber and um, a bunch of their friends. I really love yeah. those movies. Um, I how did also, you get that gig? How did I get that? My So I used to intern at V-Files, like, in 2016 mm-hmm. um, as a photo and social media person. Um, and so my boss from there is best friends with someone who is working for Emily right now. Mm-hmm. And so my name just kind of got passed on. Yeah. Um, until Emily and Emily just was like yeah let's reach out 
So, yeah. What has your experience as a young Black woman in New York City been like, and how do you think that has affected your art? Honestly, I feel really fortunate to have grown up, like, in this specific time and, like, the way I have in New York City. Like, obviously, there's always racism, and I've been lucky enough to be put in situations where I haven't had to face that much of it. Also, being New York, it's, like, such a liberal city Mm -hmm. that, like, I really haven't had to face um, it as much as I know some of my friends have had to in different places in the world. But I definitely think that it's influenced my work a lot, especially in the sense of wanting to get to know people and network and stuff like that. Because it's like, if I didn't have like this giant network of people and I wasn't such like a social person, like I wouldn't be able to have the body of work that I have now because knowing people helps so much. And also getting to know people is so interesting and it wants, it it forces me to want to project other people's stories through my work mm-hmm. and that's like definitely something that's really important for me I don't know it's it's helped in so many ways though yeah like that's one of the things my plan is like once I finish like school I really want to move to New York City and maybe like live the rest of my 20s there or something I don't know but I really, really want to move to New York City I feel like the opportunities are just like endless and I feel like for someone as like creative like me and I guess interested in other kind of like passion project as well I feel like NYC is like the perfect place to be honest Um, yeah yeah you definitely should I I can't (laughs) recommend enough you absolutely should yeah um it just kind of connects as well with um that question but what's the biggest challenge and opportunity you've experienced as a photographer wait so two separate questions challenge and opportunity right yeah okay 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 the biggest challenge um wait I'm gonna come back to that one okay Wait, these are all hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, biggest opportunity I've had. Okay, I'm gonna do it in like perspective, like, like in relation to where I was at that time in my life. Right. Okay, one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah, I would say one of the biggest opportunities um, has been for. I think this was twenty. I'm like mixing up the years. I like feel old. It's crazy. I think in 2018. Um, for the Vice photo issue, I was one of the photographers um, featured in the issue. And that was really cool because it like it's like a big thing every year. Like that issue of Vice only comes out once a year um, and it profiles a bunch of photographers around the world. And I was lucky enough to be on the list, but also um, they chose a few of the photographers out of the, like four of us out of the magazine to um, speak on a panel wow. at Instagram headquarters in New York City and I was like 17 at the time and I was one of them so that was like really amazing yeah um, I literally walked into Instagram headquarters and saw my work oh my like gosh. a giant like thing on the wall, like, the wall I was like this is crazy um and I was like who am I as like a 17 year old talking to like all of these adults in the yeah. Instagram and Facebook headquarters I was like this is so crazy but what did was, you like, talk about what did I talk about I talked about um my work my experience living in New York, I was the only, obviously, I was the only Gen Zer on the panel, mm-hmm. because I was, like, 17 at the time. I was, like, so much younger than everyone else, so a lot of the questions had to do with my age, mm-hmm. um, which was really interesting, and it was really cool to speak about that, um, and, yeah, like, working for Vice, my work, my art, stuff like that, but mm-hmm. that was really cool, and then we got to have um, a gallery show 
in um on like Bowery I think yeah on Bowery um like in Soho Mm -hmm. um and my work was featured there too so that was also really cool that's crazy biggest challenge just like an overall challenge of like getting respect Mm. I guess the biggest challenge was probably getting my foot into the industry in the first place and it took like a good amount of like stretching the truth about like how professional yeah I've been yeah it's totally fine because you gotta fake it till you make it everyone but like (laughs) exactly yeah that was probably yeah the biggest challenge is probably just like like wedging my foot into the industry that's already got so many amazing talents in it Mm -hmm. um and especially as like a kid right um and a woman of color like so many challenges in order to like just get people to like know my name in the first place I feel like Gen Z still not taken seriously like today um and I feel like me right now um I'm very like ambitious and I want to like reach out to these like you know companies like not photography related like even like internships or whatever or people I want to shoot with and I'm like oh should I be reaching out am I like to am I professional enough to do this and stuff like that and yeah like I'm nervous that they might not take me seriously and like I'm too young too inexperienced to do this but honestly yeah fake it till you make it just send that message send that email you never know like what happened to you like someone got back to you eventually and look where you are right now so thank Um, you and you've been featured in publications like Vogue, ID, Nylon, Endicott and companies like Fendi, Converse and like Juicy Couture to name a few and like how are you able to work with such big brands like do you contact them or do they reach out to you how does it work at the beginning it was definitely a lot of reaching out I had done so much reaching out when I like hadn't had any work featured anywhere I literally would sit there for days writing emails to every single editor I could find on the internet Mm -hmm. and like DMing literally DMs work so well I DM so many editors um even just like going on a magazine or like a brand's website and like finding their contact email and just emailing them being like mm-hmm. hey I'd love to shoot for you sometime please keep me on the radar or something like that right um that first was how I first started getting booked mm-hmm. and then after that I had interned at B files and that definitely expanded my um and I like interned there for a while like probably over a year so that I definitely um expanded my contacts and so once you like know a lot of people, the industry doesn't feel so big anymore. Right. It yeah. feels like everyone knows everyone. So it's like, like, I, I don't know, you met one person at V-Files and now you know like the entire music industry. Great. Exactly. Yeah. So from there, now I feel like I'm just at a point where it's like a spiral effect where it's like, I had my work featured in like one magazine and the next thing you know, like some random magazine is calling me up and I'm like, how did you find me? And they're like, oh, so-and-so at this magazine told me your name yeah. and they had heard you from of you from so-and-so and and, like it just keeps being passed on so now it's kind of just like I mean I do do the reaching out as well because that still helps but like it's a lot of just like like my name getting passed on from like Mm -hmm. editor to editor and then people just reach out to me do you have the creative freedom to do like what everyone like during the shoot for like big brands or do you have to follow like certain guidelines or rules for the most part I get creative freedom I, like, really, like, value creative freedom a lot in my work just mm-hmm. because of shows and, like, 
my work should represent who I am as a creative. So it makes a lot of sense. But for certain magazines, like anything under um, Vogue, for instance, they do have some rules. I mean, it's not like you don't have creative freedom for the most part, but it's just like random little rules um, passed on from Anna Wintour, literally, because like, I don't know, there was this one time I was doing a shoot for Teen Vogue and um, obviously that's like under Vogue, which is under Anna Wintour. And so before the shoot started, they were like, Anna Wintour wants you to know that we don't want to be able to see into anyone's nostrils during the shoot. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, whatever you say. (laughs) Yeah. um, I trust. But it's just like little things like that. where People will be like, I don't know, don't show logo, logos in shoots. Like, obviously, mm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I shot, um, last summer, I shot the Converse Back to School campaign, and the entire Converse team was on set with me while we were shooting, mm-hmm. and they have, like, a lot of specific rules, too. It's not that bad. Like, I still have creative freedom, okay. but it was just, like, we were shooting in a park, and there was, like, a little statue of, like, a bird in the background and they were like wait we can't use that our lawyer just called us up that statue is owned by this company oh my god in commerce campaigns or something random like random things like that pop up but it's never anything that serious okay that's interesting um have you had any like starstruck moments so far like in your career honestly not even really I mean the thing is I was thrown into this v-files internship Mm -hmm. at a very young age and at this point like v-files had celebrities coming in and out of the door every single day yeah i think i remember i think i don't know if you were the one that i saw like one of the kardashians was there or something i don't know something like that kardashians i literally was so like i had never taken a photo class or anything in my life and i was the only photographer like for v-files during like this crazy time era for v-files and so literally every single day after school, I would rush over to the headquarters and it would be like, Joey Badass is here today. Lil Yachty's here today. Metro Boomin's here today. The Kardashians are here. And every time I'd need to shoot them. So <laughs> it was a lot of just like, it wasn't even like starstruck at that point. It was just yeah. like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And I think that was really cool because in this industry, there are so many celebrities that like, it's important to not freeze up and get starstruck. Mm-hmm. And by that right. point, like I had realized after this like sort of like celebrity vomit, I realized, like, like, everyone's the same. This is New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, every, they're all the same as we are. Like, there's mm-hmm. really no difference at all. So it was actually really great because it taught me to not be freaked out at all by celebrities. Like, okay. I, I literally feel like I must have met hundreds of celebrities while I was there. So I just, I didn't even That's think. That's crazy. That. Yeah, you were just, like, thrown in and, like, go yeah. shoot, take I photos of them. So many celebrities that I had to shoot while I was there. Like, yeah it's it's like second nature to me Mm -hmm. is there any publication or company that you would want to work in the future that you haven't worked with like a dream collaboration maybe yeah I mean I feel like there's still tons I I really want to get a cover like I would love to shoot a cover I also have made a goal for myself to have an article in Vogue like Vogue America written about me this Mm. year so I'm manifesting that that's gonna happen That's Um, gonna happen. I can feel that's gonna happen, girl. My manifesting skills have been on point recently. Oh my gosh. Gotta make it happen. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I've honestly gotten to work with, like, a lot of my dream, um, companies, Mm -hmm. publications, 
recently and I've been fortunate enough to have been hired for all this stuff so I really can't complain. If there's one thing though that you want to change in the photography or like art industry what would it be? Ooh, payment. Like honestly I've struggled so much to get money for shoots. Yeah. Like way past the due date um, and it really is unfair and not even just for me but like I could imagine like what about the makeup artists on my team? Like, what about the stylists on my team? Like, most of us are, like, people, like, a lot of us, or at least for me, are people of color and young people just, you know, trying to, like, make enough money to have, like, a roof over our heads. I don't know. If I could, like, and also, like, payment has gone down a lot for people in the arts recently. So, yeah, if we could just get paid more for what we yeah. do, I could change that. I totally would. <laughs> I love that answer because I feel like I still I I of course like now charge for like my shoes and stuff like that but especially when I was just like starting out and I already had that portfolio and I felt like I was already worth it to be paid I felt like a little intimidated to ask for that payment if it's like oh should I ask for payment is my work worth it and even like I feel people would reach out to me and be interested in shooting with me and then I'd give them my package like my photography like you know, payment package and stuff like that. And they're not gonna, like, they're just gonna see me not gonna respond back. And like little things like that, or would just do, I mean, I'm interested in doing like trade for print sometimes, but I don't know, like, I usually just ask for like, payments now, like, it's not gonna exposure, whatever, it's not gonna pay the bills. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, we need to get paid for what we're worth, period. Mm hmm. Um, and now I want to discuss New York Fashion Week because you've been in, I think you've been in a couple of New York Fashion Weeks, right? Yeah, I've done a bunch of fashion. Yeah. How old were you when you attended your, like, first New York Fashion Week? Like, maybe 15, I'd say. Probably. Yeah. Did you attend, like, as a photographer? Did you shoot for, like, any brand or publication? Yeah, there's this magazine called Lady Gun. Yeah, um, I and I was a photographer for the season. So they had just basically given me all of their invitations to like all the shows. And mm -hmm. I would just go around um, and just say I'm with Lady Gun and I would just shoot all the shows for them. And then they would just like post on Instagram and like write articles on all of it. But I remember that fashion week was really hard because I had just gotten my foot in the door. I was literally 15 and a lot of these shows, I don't know why this was such a big deal when I was 15, but I'm 19 now and haven't had a problem with it again. But when I was 15, I had a lot of like struggles getting into the shows, mm -hmm. even though I was like VIP on all the lists, right. it would be like, um, they'd be like, you're so young, you can't get it. Like security guards too. They'd be like, there's alcohol in here. Who let a ch child in? Oh my like gosh. all this craziness. Yeah. Um, I remember being so <laughs> frustrated. Oh my god! I remember so many shows that literally kicked me out because oh of my god. It was crazy. Like, it, it really it was it was yeah. Insane. What's like a typical day in the life of someone like a photographer shooting New York Fashion Week? Crazy, like literally so crazy to the point of like I no longer want to reach out to people to shoot Fashion Week shows at all like I literally do not anymore like if someone reaches out to me I guess it's okay okay well like I'll see I like I'm not trying mm. to go <laughs> or at least yeah. to work there like it's fun at first but once you're past like a few right. seasons in you're like this is actually so insane I've gotten overworked so many hours like 
some days you go to like seven shows in a day back to back you're going from like well now there's no like one place for fashion week it's all over the city so like I've gone from like Brooklyn to Harlem to Brooklyn to Harlem and then to Midtown for a show um and you literally don't have time to eat the entire day and then by the time you get home the editors are like oh and by the way we want the story to go up at 5 a.m so you're gonna need to edit these photos and send them to us by 2 a.m so we're gonna have to make our selection back to you ASAP and you're like oh my god and you get home at like midnight and you're like I can't even attend the after parties that's the most fun part man so it just gets really exhausting and then also with school because it's always um the same week as the first week oh yeah every single time like I literally have had so many breakdowns it's like it it gets to be really extreme like Uh it's fun and I'm very grateful that Uh I've had the opportunity to because I always wanted to when I was little um so I'm so grateful but like I have had my fair share I've gone to all of my favorite shows that I've ever wanted to go to Uh I've met everyone I wanted to meet like I don't know once you do that it's done yeah so do you think you're not like doing your fashion week again like anytime soon Last fashion week, I didn't even really do it. It wasn't even a good fashion week last fashion week. Like, literally, barely anyone showed in New York. But also, the fashion week before that, I was so tired and so overworked between that and school mm-hmm. um, that I just... Because, like, if I really want to go to fashion week, I'll just, like, shoot a few emails to, like, a few of my favorite yeah, yeah. publications. And I'll just, like, get some accreditation or something and just, like... I'll just figure out a way to go to all my favorite shows. But, like... um last fashion week I knew that I'd been so overworked before Mm -hmm. that I was just like I'm not gonna go to any fashion week shows unless people reach out to me so some brands reached out to me and invited me and even that I didn't really go to any of them my best friend is um a fashion designer and so I obviously went to her show and her after party photos and everything for her but other than that yeah not reaching out (laughs) That's one of the things I want to do for sure is like attend your fashion week or at least one of the other three um, major fashion week shows. But yeah, I've definitely I've heard I've listened to like a couple of like fashion editor uh, podcasts and they work for Vogue and stuff. And I definitely mentioned that it can get really like exhausting and um, it was I think her like I don't know how many times but she's been to a lot of like your fashion week shows and I think it was last year she just gave her like ticket to like an intern or something she was just like yeah here you go and I'm just gonna like rest so yeah like that's interesting that even though we see all this like glamour and like excitement I feel like on social media and stuff like that like can definitely I feel still feel like crazy and you know exhausting for sure definitely yeah it's not it's not as glamorous as it seems. Yeah. If you're working it, if you're just like some influencer mm. who has a million followers, like, yeah, you're going to be escorted and right. you're going to pay for your Uber and you're going to walk in and the paparazzi are going to be right there. But if you're a random person mm. and you're working, like working at Fashion Week is crazy. Yeah. And now I want to discuss Air Force Funds, which is like a side project of yours, like business venture that you have, which are like Nike Air Force Ones that are customized by hand with Swarovski crystals. Um, why did you create this project and where did you get the idea for it? Yeah, so at my, um, one of the last days that I was working at V-Files, uh, like maybe, I don't know, 20, I guess this was probably the beginning of 2018. Maybe, I don't know, I'm losing track of time. 
But um, yeah, I had gone home after a long day and I was doing homework, but I was so bored by my homework. I was just staring at a pair of um, fresh Air Force Ones on my windowsill that I just purchased. And I was like, hmm, these would be really cool if I could figure out a way to cover them in Swarovski crystals. And so then I was like, wait, I'm going to find a way. So then the next day I took myself to the garment district asked around, went from store to store to store, um, just like inquiring about Mm -hmm. how I would possibly do this. And they were like, oh, interesting. You can go to this place, whatever. And so I figured out a bunch of different ways, narrowed it down to like a process that works the best. Mm -hmm. And I wore them just like as a, like, honestly, they were meant to be a piece of art. This is meant to be like more like artwork for me to like sit on my windowsill and like, I don't know, stare at. And so I wore them the next day to V files and everyone in the office was like freaking out and they were like oh my god and then um they posted it on their Instagram mm-hmm. and I had posted it on my Instagram too and I just posted it with a funny caption that was made myself a pair of Air Force funds yeah. and then like literally got thousands of likes and I didn't have that many followers at the time mm-hmm. and then Hype Bay reposted it and Hype Beast reposted it. And then I was like, whoa, like, should I start selling these? And everyone, everyone started commenting, where can I buy Air Force funds? Like, where can I buy them? And then I was like, oh my God, I guess I have to start making these for people. Yeah. So then I started another Instagram account called Air Force Funds. Uh-huh. And then I started making them and making them to order for people. And mm-hmm. then um, celebrities started reaching out. Yeah. And I got a lot of celebrity orders. Like, literally, some of my first customers were Goldlink. Mm-hmm. and um Kalani yeah and, wow um Kim Petras like yeah literally crazy. it all found me off of the explorer page and just DM'd me like it was whatever like it was so weird and so that's when I was like whoa and then Hypebeast had emailed me and then they were like oh can we have a license to use your photos for our channels and all this stuff it just started yeah. spiraling out of control and I didn't mean it for like to be this big of a deal Everyone wanted to purchase them, so I started making them, and people could DM me for a pair, and long story short, I don't really know where I'm at now, but I have, um, like, an ongoing deal with Nike, Mm -hmm. just, like, a creative deal, where I do, like, different creative things for them, um, spanning from, like, Air Force funds to also my photography, and they Mm -hmm. just support me in a lot of different ways, so it's been really good to know that Nike's on my side and not, like, upset or anything. Right now, I'm kind of taking a pause in Air Force Funds just because I got so out of control. Like, Teen Vogue wrote a whole article on Air Force Funds. I started getting so many DMs. And I'm just one person. It takes me so many hours. Yeah, how long does it... Yeah, how long does it take? Like, what's the process like? I understand that, like, I'm literally sitting at my dining table with stacks of shoes and a toothpick and glue and <laughs> crystals picking up the crystals one by one yeah like people don't understand that it takes me so long to make these and I started getting overwhelmed and that's when I was like whoa like I went I remember at the um during senior year of high school at the end of the year so many kids at school had wanted pairs for me I'd gone to school with maybe five bucks in my pocket I go home I have like three grand in cash in my pocket oh my god that's when I was like oh my god this is so absurd so that's when I was like well so it it became a lot to handle on my own Mm -hmm. like definitely and I am so grateful that people were into the idea but it wasn't really ever meant to be more than like an art piece and 
it made me realize that I want to expand my horizons and I want to continue um, doing other art forms mm-hmm. since really like people are into it and I'm into it. And I'm, I'm so grateful that it helped me get connected with Nike and everything. Yeah. But now I'm at a point where I've been doing it for so long that I, and also so many people have copied me, like not to say oh, no. the original yeah like, I, was the original. like I didn't like I literally came up with this idea out of thin air like I didn't see anything on Instagram like there was nothing that like like I don't know inspired me for this other than like my boredom yeah. and now so many people do it but I'm like it's not quite as fun anymore mm-hmm. like art only is like fun for me up until a certain point like you know what I mean I don't know it just yeah, yeah, got yeah. less fun yeah and um it was a lot of work so now I'm on a little bit of a pause from Air Force Funds, trying to figure out what I want to do. I think okay. what I want to do, though, is have some sort of um, maybe like a gallery or exhibition with Nike. Yeah, that would be dope. And just like have really, really extreme versions of like shoes redone in weird ways, mm-hmm. um, like Air Forces, like made into sculptures and stuff like that. And then just after that, get a lot of buzz around it, end it, call yeah. it a day. <laughs> And then move on to the next project. End of era. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You've got me at a weird place with Air Force Ones. I'm trying to like think about yeah, what how I'm did you, going forward. How did you get to work with Nike? My friend Elise mm-hmm. was working with them. She has this really cool Instagram account and organization called Sad Girls Club um, that she founded. And she was working with Nike on that. And Nikki had asked her if she knew anyone um, who they needed to work with. And she just was like, yeah, my friend Sophia. The next thing you know, they reached out to me. How long have you been working with them? Honestly, it's been quite a while. It's probably been almost two years, maybe less. I don't know. I started at the beginning of freshman year or like, okay. like halfway through freshman year of college. And right now I'm in sophomore year. So yeah, probably a year. What's your favorite design that you've made so far for like Air Force Ones? Honestly, I just love the originals. I love the originals. I'm like yeah. such a fan of the originals. They're just yeah. like clear crystals all over. Like, I just think it's so fly. What's next for you now? Like any, you kind of mentioned this earlier, like your upcoming projects, you have any like post-grad plans already? I always have so many plans. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I never know which ones I'm going to really hone into yeah but um yeah I just want to I really want to keep focusing on personal work and getting that out there um because I think that's really important and that speaks volumes and I haven't done enough of that because I kind of got so wrapped up from an early age Mm -hmm. in um you know doing photos for magazines and for brands that I didn't have enough time to sit back and think about what photos can I take for myself Mm -hmm. and like people will love them if they're truly like for myself you know what I mean yeah so I really want to focus on that I mean I still want to get obviously like booked for stuff like I need to make money and whatever Mm -hmm. but um yeah I need to focus a bit more on personal projects and hopefully um I can have my own gallery like I was talking about before or Mm -hmm. some sort of like a solo show in the near future I just have to really figure out um exactly what I'm going to do for that but yeah, that's definitely in my near future. Have you done like a show before, or like gallery before? Yeah, I've had a few. I'm trying to think. I had that one with Vice. Um, 
Oh, I had one at, I, I don't even know how to explain it. There, there was just another gallery in the Lower East Side a few years ago, all of yeah. women of color. Do you think you'll be pursuing uh, photography though, like throughout your career? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely something I always want to do, mm-hmm. but I'm always excited to try new things as well. Mm-hmm. So I never want to limit myself as like just a photographer. Like, yeah, I'm a photographer, but I also am a creative overall. Yeah. I think that's really important, like not limiting myself. And to conclude this episode, uh, what advice do you have for teens, especially a young girls of color who are interested in pursuing photography or just want to better their art? I say just do whatever the hell you want and like don't listen to anyone other than yourself because a lot of people will tell you that like you can't do things that haven't been done by women of color before and a lot of people will tell you you can't make money doing certain things but like as long as you're like the like amazing at what you do and you can mm-hmm. and you really push like all you need is like your own brain and like you can like form a career around that you know what I mean yeah. and if you're specifically like a photographer like a young photographer I would say to you email every single publication you can find like immediately like right now even if you think like oh, this isn't the best of my work. I haven't mm-hmm. yet. Just do it now. Like even your your work right now, even if you think it's not the best work in the world and you're waiting for something else, an editor might see it and think that it's the greatest thing on planet earth. Exactly. Like, yeah. You're not the only judge of your own work. And so even if your work, you think it's like, okay, but like I could do better. If you send it around to every single publication, at least they're going to know your name. And at exactly. least- mind for the future and what are the odds that they don't fall in love with at least one of your photos you know what I mean (laughs) definitely be persistent and don't take no for an answer and also don't care if you don't get responses from people you know for every like 100 emails you send you might only get one response at the beginning but like that one response might take you um all the way Yes, that's such a good advice. I totally agree with all the things that you said. Uh, Definitely try to have that confidence, even if you have to fake it and just reach out to as many people as you can. And yeah, that wraps up the podcast episode. Thank you so much, Sophia, for hopping on the podcast today. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much. You've been so lovely. And that was today's episode with Sophia Wilson. I'll be linking her socials and website in the description of this podcast episode. Be sure to check out her photography and her upcoming projects. Off She Goes is also on Instagram. It's at Off She Goes Podcast. Feel free to follow to stay up to date with future episodes. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would also really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it helps me grow. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye.